everybody. Welcome back to Black Card Rehab, the show where we go from zero to black one episode at a time. I am joined, as always, by my white friend, Paige. Hey, Paige. Hello. Hi. (laughs) On a scale of zero to black, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling buying an entire suite of Cantu hair products to manage my hair that I cannot get cut (laughs) at a salon right now. I love that you bought Cantu products. That's those are the go-to. I mean, if you broke and you Yeah. <laughs> they smell good. They, they work they smell well. Good. I, I needed three different kinds of conditioner, apparently. It's it's a whole <laughs> thing. I'm dealing with a, a pretty aggressive 2C situation. Uh and I've got a lot, a lot, a lot of hair. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's about how how black I'm feeling. And Crystal, on a scale from zero to African American, how are you feeling today? Um, I'm feeling a denim bucket hat. Uh Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, a denim bucket hat, a bean pie, maybe. Uh (laughs) Yes, she does sing about bean pies on this album. It's in one of the music videos because I watched a few music videos. Somebody hands her one as well. Oh, shit. <laughs> is it in a pink box, though? It doesn't count. No, no, if it's, it's not in a it's pink like, box. It's like a, a small, like a hand pie size. Oh, okay. okay, okay, it's, okay. it's like in the, the little tin. Where, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. That counts, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did yeah. she also get a newspaper? Because. Oh, gosh. I don't remember. I, I noticed okay. the bean pie because it was. Uh, a piece of news that we pulled when we covered one of the um, black Muslim cults. Mm-hmm. We pulled the references to that in the news, and that was one of them. So I was nice. like, oh, that again. Um, but I don't remember <laughs> if there's a newspaper. Okay. Um, and today uh, we have a special guest. Um, it's a, a returning guest, uh, and I'm very excited to have her on. She also has a new podcast called She's Got Bars. Um, it's all about uh, ladies rapping, and I'm so excited to have her on. Welcome, Jill Chrissy. Hi, how y'all doing? Good, good. On a scale of <laughs> zero to black, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling like a living single level black, I think. Just the whole show, you know? <laughs> Fun, happy, bougie, all that. Yes. <laughs> I cannot even hear the title of of that show and not hear in my hair head. Ba, 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 da, ba, da, pa. <laughs> I can't <laughs> every single time I, I hear it. Like yeah, I hear the I hear a lot of saxophone. That era, yes. the saxophone was so prevalent in every piece of that era. I love it. Oh yeah, the saxophone was a backdrop. It really was. It was like a lot it, of sax on this album, and I'm not mad. So at much sax yes. on the album. I'm like, when, I need another rap album in 2020 with mad sax in it because I think it'll be revolutionary. <laughs> so, um, if you haven't guessed by now, uh, we are talking about Queen Latifah, um, a true queen, um, yes. and yes, I want to ask everybody. So, like, what was your first? What was your first Queen Latifah? Um, mine definitely was her acting work. I definitely knew about her as an actress before I dug into any of her music. Uh-huh. And I want to say that the first thing I saw her in 
was probably either Chicago or bringing down the house. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was <laughs> later in life. Uh, yeah. I've grown to love her so much. She is one of my favorites. And this is a great album, too. Like, yeah. You could you could turn this on today and bop to it all day and have a great, great time. So, yes. Absolutely. And what about you, Jill? I'm trying to think. I, I feel like it was Living Single because Living mm-hmm. Single, that sitcom came out in 1993. The, um, mm-hmm. the album Black Rain came out in 1993. We wasn't, I was like four years old, so I wasn't really listening to like you know <laughs> i wasn't listening to to queen latifah like damn she got a new album just dropped you know, let's do it. <laughs> i'm like playing with animals i don't know uh so so it was it was definitely living single because my parents would have like television shows playing all the time so i definitely think i was introduced to her as an actress first and I and I just she just had such a, a bright demeanor. I just remember instantly being like, oh, she's my cultural icon immediately. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, um, like I, I would also probably say living single is my first like being aware of her and like really knowing more about who she is. But yeah. I do have vague memories of. And I don't know why this image, I couldn't find it. I was trying to find like what was coming to my mind, but I have like this very like clear image of her in one of those, I don't know what kind of hat it is. It's some, somebody's culture, <laughs> but you know what, I, you know, the one I'm talking about. Yes. The rainbow one. But well, about- it's like a kente cloth cover, but it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A tall but- hat, like. <laughs> and she's standing on a car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, and if that has never happened, honestly, I that that would be very surprising to me because Queen Latifah has very standing on a car energy. You know what I mean? <laughs> also, <laughs> she's got like I when I think of black women in hats, I obviously think Erica Badu, but this is a close second because I wouldn't watch yeah. the music videos for m- pretty much every song on this album that has one, mm-hmm. and she is either hatted or with a very strong hair choice. Yes, yes, I like strong, strong hair choice. <laughs> the reason the reason I say that is because I watched the video for Weekend Love, and uh-huh. she has the top layer of her hair is curled and it's gorgeous but then the bottom <laughs> half is flat iron straight yes uh-huh. that is a, that's the hairstyle I grew up looking at like most of my childhood mm-hmm. all my aunts my mom like yeah that hairdo is prevalent especially at church uh but also also she those I would I don't know if I would classify those as hats I feel like they're like head wraps <laughs> Like they she just, just wrap, oh, some, of, wrap. some of them are head wraps, but some of them are like the kind of like well, almost fez looking, like they're yeah, shorter yeah, caps, yeah, like yeah, non build yeah. caps, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and bucket hats. There's at least one and of bucket, bucket hats floating around. Yes. Definitely yeah. bucket hats. <laughs> bucket hats are super hip hop, you know. Yes. <laughs> I had a bucket hat around this time period, and I was very <laughs> excited to wear it. I thought it looked amazing. Yeah. yeah, not on me, not on me. <laughs> on her, it looks great. And about black women's hairstyle, like black women's hairstyle in the '90s was literally it was the opposite of a mullet. It was legitimately party in the front, 
and then and business. Business in the bag. It really was That's so it. many like in WAP and in, in that WAP video, those are definitely nineties hairdos, like nineties yes. R and B church they hairdos. Are. Like I they're trying to bring them back. And the thing is like now you can wear a wig out of like it could be That's a true. wig, right? Yeah. But like mm-hmm. back in the nineties, women were like pressing their hair to the gods mm-hmm. so that it would be flat enough to like mold up into that yeah, <laughs> to have those two style. flat pieces in the front too yeah the necessary yeah. like things. that's yeah. so much work yeah. <laughs> let's let's talk about this album and which by the way i don't know if anybody else here has listened to her other albums so like before this i had never listened to an a queen latifah album all the way through and i'm very ashamed of that but <laughs> except for I actually I did listen to the one where she does like kind of like jazz standards. That's the one that I have heard all the way through as well. Yeah, me yeah. too. And it's yeah. really well done. It's so yeah. good. And she sings on this too and is great in like because Weekend Love, she's actually singing as opposed to rapping. And it's mm-hmm. one of those things where I was like, ah, shadows of things to come. <laughs> like <laughs> had you guys listened to other albums besides this one? No, yeah. I hadn't. Okay. I was a. Here's what's crazy is I was a huge, wasn't am a huge Missy Elliott fan, and mm-hmm. I feel like if I had found this around the same time, I would have loved it just as much. And because like hearing it now, I was like, yes, this is now in my rotation. I love yeah. this album. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Black Rain is definitely going on to uh because listening back to it, I was like, this album is so good. Yeah. <laughs> So I decided last night to also listen to like her first album, which boy, did I spare you guys. Um. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I almost did the same. Uh, I was very tempted and, and almost did exactly that. So I'm, I'm glad that you spared me. Thank you. Cause this is her third album. Yeah, I album. appreciate that too. <laughs> Yeah, this is her third album. I think this album is with Motown Records. Um, it is. I don't. Yeah. So I don't know who she was before. I think it was like Tommy. Tommy. What was it? Tommy Boy Records. Something like that. And the thing is, is that the production on this is so good. Like, yeah, this album from top to bottom, like it comes in with a hard intro. It ends with you know, like you feel like you see the full spectrum of who she is as a person, as a woman, as a rapper, as a New Jerseyite, however they call themselves. Like the, you see the full spectrum of who she is and it's presented really well. Um, and I would say like the first album, like while clearly she has talent, I would say that there's um, the nuance and they were, they were doing a lot. They were trying to mix so many genres and like, this the mixture of things feels balanced if that makes sense i definitely get what you mean i definitely get it was her first album like was it she was talking about being a queen a lot though right the first album the first album you know i don't remember it lyrically so much as i remember it musically some of it felt more amateur and by that i mean like you know, I wonder what the what the rap equivalent is to hack. That it just seemed like a lot of like I need people to know that I'm hard. Mm. You know? Yeah. 
But what I loved about Black Rain was like I didn't honestly get into Black Rain until I was in college, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. And I like okay. went back and did my research about uh women and women's rights and stuff. I was taking a lot of like feministy type of courses. <laughs> Okay. And yeah. um she was a heavy feminist around that time. She really, mm-hmm. really was like and she believed in um talking to women and young women and uplifting young women. That's where unity came from. Mm-hmm. UNITY was a thing that we like we went over that in class. Like you really? know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I it's don't remember shit about it. But song. Yeah. It's a heavily feminist song. And she just was a she was um more of a feminist than ever in her career at that moment. Um well I was gonna say I remember she was on a talk show. I don't remember exactly what talk show it was. It was somebody's talk show and Ricky Lake. It could have been Ricky Lake, but it was like Arsenio. I think it may have been Arsenio, but someone else was hosting. Like they were filling in for Arsenio or something like Mm -hmm. that. I could be wrong, but all I remember is that, you know, she would um, answer a lot of questions within the context of like being a feminist. So if a guy was like, I wish I would look this clip up so I could say this better because <laughs> i can't really describe but i could just tell like oh she was like right in the middle of like fuck men mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it was great i don't know there's a lot of that in this album and i was feeling it like it, yeah. was, <laughs> it was good yeah and i i honestly i feel very surprised i feel surprised by it i don't know why i don't feel surprised that she's a feminist I feel I think I felt surprised by how explicitly feminist she was in her lyrics and 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 people loved it like because I and, and the reason I feel surprised is that I feel like you know in order to get popular and stay popular there's been a lot of women who kind of played this game of like okay I'm gonna talk about you know sex or whatever and I don't think there's anything wrong with that but like I feel like they're playing a, a a man's game and I see them playing into that versus like the lyrics that she has are so explicitly not in line with what a lot of dudes were talking about. Not at all. That's what I loved about it was it was truly like it. you could tell these thoughts came from her. They were out of her <laughs> brain. They weren't like, you know, someone was telling her what to say. No, that was her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I believed it, you know. So my question do you, for you, like, I mean, because you've been listening to female rap artists for a, a while. How do you decide? Maybe you can answer this in two ways. Like, how do you feel like the the rap scene or like music artists decide who's good and who's not? And then how do you personally decide who's good and who's not? That's a good question. Well, I, I would say, and also the person, like we're in a different era, obviously. Um, I think that the person that's most comparable to like a Queen Latifah right now would be like a Meg the Stallion. And the reason why I say that is because Meg is very, she's feminist too. It's just not in the ways that people accept, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. she's like, I'm going to twerk. I'm going to do all of this. I'm also going to like, I'm going to do everything a man could do but as a woman, you know, that's kind of where she's coming from. Um, Like, obviously, Queen Latifah wasn't really like that, but it's the same type of energy, you know, it's the same type of energy. So I just look at like what girls are talking about and what they're all about. And that's how I determine if the rap is good or not. I'm like, I'm not a tough critic. 
I don't need you to be like the most amazing rapper. If your whole package makes sense, then I respect the package, you know. Yeah. Um, but there's also really shitty rap. Like I, <laughs> I'm not gonna say the name. Spill like it. I, <laughs> name I was name. listening. Spill the tea. I was listening to some. I was actually like watching videos, and you could. Man, just look up like World Star videos where it's like their music, <laughs> their music videos. Oh my God. There's there's some girls on there that I'm just like, what are you talking about? It's the girls that's like not really talking about nothing. And if you thought there was an agenda where they're trying to over sexualize children or like, you know, teenagers or teenagers of color, little girls of color, if you think they're being too highly like sexualized, where you got like these people who will make a song that kind of is like uh if you didn't think there was an agenda <laughs> you watch their shit like you basically are saying to the world it's an agenda out here <laughs> to, to, to you know uh i don't know what the agenda would be but you know what i'm saying there's always something i don't know i'm not a tough critic but i do know that when it's good is good and people usually know what's good i go by feeling like does it feel good does it sound good it's some, you know, music is to me a spiritual thing, even though I'm not like religious, it's still a spiritual thing. And if I ride with it, I just do. Like when I listened to Black Rain again, I was like, I feel this. I can feel mm-hmm. it. So that's mm-hmm. to me is what made it good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There was a couple of times where she talks about like being ready to fight and punching someone in the face. And yes. I 100% <laughs> believed her. <laughs> I, yes. Me too. It was the way Absolutely. she said it. She was like, punch you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> like the, face the face stood out. <laughs> it's almost like iambic pentameter. It's like Shakespearean yeah. rap. She like highlighting yeah. specific words to get that emotional reaction. It's so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For real. Oh, um, okay. So in your podcast, Kind of break down what you do in your podcast um, for people, what they have to look forward to. Well, on my podcast, I usually started out with like a think piece, you know, a short, a short, my episodes are not very long. They're anywhere from like um, 10 to 20 minutes. Um, so they're shorter episodes and they're, they're just basically highlighting uh, girls, but also I have like think pieces at the top of every show where I talk about like uh, this last episode I put out was on a lady, uh, a girl named Flo Millie. But before I got into Flo Millie, I was talking about female economics. So I'm just hoping (laughs) I'm hoping I can have a a crowd of people (laughs) that will also that will understand what I'm talking about at the top of my shows and uh, appreciate, you know, the fact that there are girl rappers out there that are working really hard and sounded real good because we like rap music like we grew up with rap music so you got grown people out here listening to rap music like that's what Mm -hmm. we do you know Mm -hmm. if you grew up with it like you it's not what are you going to grow out of it and now you listen to doo-wop like it doesn't change uh so it's a cultural (laughs) thing and I'm an adult now you know I'm I'm a grown-ass woman and I still listen to rap and so I can appreciate um talking about female economics and then talking about popping uh you know coochie (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> absolutely that was the song that i texted crystal about at midnight last night <laughs> what is it called coochie something yes coochie uh, yeah coochie, coochie bang, bang. Yeah. i mean <laughs> uh, so many words 
let's you know why don't we why don't why don't we get into it why don't we talk about it kind of like track by track starting with uh give me five on the black hand side um yes, which is a thing that i've said and never known where it came from but i love it <laughs> i mean i don't think this song is the originator of that phrase but i do think that this was a song that i had definitely heard before and didn't know who it was I've really? heard it said rhythmically in the way that this song says it. Give me yes, five on the black hands. I'm hands like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> Yeah, I've definitely heard that a lot. I didn't know, like, I think people were just saying it. I don't know the origin of it. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. But this, she does say I mean, set it off a bunch of times. And yeah. <laughs> I can't help but think of, obviously. <laughs> set it off. I wonder if they got that name from this album or... Like, when did Set It Off come out? That's a good question. Because I don't know how she would just be saying Set It Off that often. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe Queen Latifah is, um, is a true prophet. I maybe mean, she just I mean, knows the future. I'm not going to fight I, it's you looking on that like one. It. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> the future is Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah 2020. 2020. <laughs> like, I was going to say 2024, but I'd rather have it right now. Oh, I, I have heard this rhythmically said. The clips that we pulled when we did our episodes on cult podcast were from this video. So mm-hmm. in watching this video again, I was like, yes, okay. Mm-hmm. I remember this, have seen it, familiar with this song. Didn't realize it was part of this album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the reason I love this song is because so I listened to this album, I think three times all the way through. And oh my goodness, when you I lis- really did research. Sorry. <laughs> Well, I really liked it a lot. And I mean, that really just speaks to the producers and Queen Latifah herself for just writing an amazing album. Um, It's really listenable. But I love how this this song out of the gate is such a punch in the face like Latifah. So I was looking it up like I didn't know that Latifah, the word actually it means like delicate or like, you know, gentle. Um, and it's a name that she picked out. Like she, like when she was like nine or something, she picked out this name. Right. Hmm. And so it's just, it's so interesting to get like, so she's so hard in the beginning. Right. Yeah. This, yeah. you know, and then the song, and then as it goes, like as the album goes, like you kind of see more of her softer sides but this one is like don't get it twisted i will fuck up a motherfucker (laughs) yeah 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 exactly (laughs) i mean the album art already lets you know she's not really messing around like it's very you know it's aggressive (laughs) yeah what do you guys when you listen to albums do you usually like listen to it like first the foot like starting like top to bottom or do you kind of go to like what is the most popular song first or um, um, I I started with UNITY because mm-hmm. that was the one that like came up basically every single time I read anything about the album. Then yeah. I went back and listened in tracklist order. Yeah. And then pulled out a couple of the ones that had videos and then watched the videos on them as well. Was there a video for this one? Um, there is a video for Black Hand Side. That's the one with the bean pies. If oh, if okay, I'm that's right, that's correctly. right. Yeah, yeah. But it's very, very similar to the video for Unity. It's mm-hmm. they're shot in what looks like a lot of the same place. Mm-hmm. Um, same with I can't understand. Those three videos kind of look alike. Oh, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
She really um, likes to be love, in them in the streets. In the streets. <laughs> in the and streets. then weekend love, she's at like a resort. <laughs> like she is having a time. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Jill? How do you listen to the albums? Though I kind of work my way out from wherever I started. So if I if there's a really good song that like I mess with heavy, I'll listen to that maybe five times (laughs) listen to that a lot and then work my way out to see who the artist is and see if I like Mm -hmm. anything else they have and you know Mm -hmm. I usually work like that and most of the time I do love pretty much everything they'll have um Mm -hmm. you know it's not really hard for me but uh sometimes people have really dud tracks on their albums that I can't stand Mm -hmm. so as much as I can (laughs) get those away from me (laughs) I just I make my own you know, I'll, t- I'll listen to people's albums, uh, take the the songs that I like a lot and make my own like playlist out of it, pretty much. This album really does not have a low point. The, I mean, there's no dud in this list. Like typically with an album, there's like uh, there's some that you just don't aren't as into. And then there's some that are you're just like, this is not that good. There's none of those in this album. The only thing that comes close is Coochie Bang, and it's only because it's strange, but it still bangs. <laughs> it's hard. a really strange so, like, and it's yeah. and it's catchy though. It's so uh-huh. catchy. I found myself singing it in the kitchen, and I was like, "I'm a married woman. Why am I singing this?" Coochie Bang. Well, <laughs> we'll we'll get to Coochie Bang, but I so I was curious, and I'm not sure if you know, Jill, like. So this album, I mean, there is a lot of jazz, but there's also a lot of reggae influence. A yeah, lot of reggae. I was just about to say that, like, it's this is a heavily reggae influenced album for sure. And Absolutely. this next song, the second song, "Listen to Me," I mean, you you right away start to get that vibe. I mean, and it's not just musically, but the way she's rapping, she's like using intonations and word enunciations. That are yeah. very specifically reggae. Yeah, yeah. yeah I loved definitely. Listen to Me. That was like, I liked Black Hand Side and I was like, I think I'm going to like this album. And then I got to Listen to Me and I was like, oh no, I love this album. This is great already. Definitely. I, I definitely mess with Listen to Me. That's a great song. Um, so this next song, I Can't Understand, which I love uh, the reference to OPP. Well, we don't need to get into um, Dana's sexuality at all. But she does go hard on this song about relationships. So we will have to talk about it as she. (laughs) I I was surprised by this song because I had, I guess I'll call it assumptions because she's never, I guess, formally come out about her sexuality. And I was surprised at how, uh, I will say, strongly heteronormative this album comes off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know what it would be like to be um, anything other than like the quote unquote norm in rap. But I know that there are people who for years have hidden their sexuality in uh, their rappers and they haven't. And and like even recently, I feel like what didn't was it Debrat or somebody just recently finally came out. Exactly. A whole career. Yeah. Yes, what? she had a whole career where she never ever said anything. And the thing about yeah. Queen Latifah, though, is that Queen Latifah, like, she came up, in my opinion, in an era where it wasn't accepted at all, yeah. especially not yeah. within like the black community. It really was like seen as something that people were like scared of. It was weird. Um, but I remember her not being like 
even my brothers thought, you know, this is a heterosexual mm-hmm. woman. And I think like the older mm-hmm. I got, the more I was like, oh, she just doesn't want anybody in her business. I see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. Let's see. Let's move on to the next song. And I really, I, I know we're all on the same page about the lyrics in this song. <laughs> Which, Jill, I don't know if you re- listened to it, but I mean, I mean, come on. I glue your titties to your tongue. Come on. Come on. Come on now. <laughs> I glue your titties rough? to your tongue. <laughs> yes. The lyrics to this song are buck wild and I love it. I love every second of this song. And I was really excited seeing it come up on the playlist as I was going through because it had Heavy D and the boys on it. And I was like, I oh love Heavy D. Shit. Yeah. And it delivered where I was like, this song is top to bottom nuts and catchy as hell. And I'm definitely going to be listening to this over and over and over again. Her and Tretch, I remember being like really close friends, like Mm. super close friends. So it's not like a surprise that he's on the album. Like that's her bruh. Like I remember them being Mm. extremely close. So it's it's nice to see that they had a song like this on here. So, and whose lyric was that? Because I know they flip between, it's like, it's Heavy D, KRS One, and, but I don't know whose first lyric. I mean, who is responsible for gluing the titties to the tongue? (laughs) Which voice did it come from? (laughs) It's uh, Tretch. Does it? Oh, sounds like That sounded like some Tretch shit. I I just feel like is that it doesn't feel typical. It feels like we've moved so far away from like women being showcased in this way and like really being like, no, you are you are the queen. We will let you be the last on this track because you're the best. Like I feel like we moved so far away from that for a while. Maybe we're coming back around to that. I'm not sure. What do you think? Yeah, we moved away from it, and it's NWA's fault. (laughs) Please say more. (laughs) Well, the reason why I'm saying that is because, like, we never had the type of rap music that called, like, women bitches and hoes and, like, women really derogatory things until, like, I feel NWA. At least that's what, you know, uh, me doing any type of research, that's what it kind of presents it as, is that Mm -hmm. we didn't get into, like, you know, calling women certain things until NWA came around. And so with that being said, of course, it's going to be hard for uh, rappers to not follow that lead. And with following that lead, it's kind of like you can't respect the woman that's even on your on the track. You got to disrespect everyone. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to you know, it, it became cool to like, like use women in derogatory yeah. ways. And so that's where we moved away from it. And now you got women who are like, well, I'm about to treat you like you treated me. So mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, it's it's, sh- it's shifting into now. I'm about to be like a man and I'm going to act mm-hmm. this way and see how he it feels so he can see how it feels, you know? So, yeah, we moved all the way away from that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so sad. These are all just my opinions, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I love oh wait did we have more thoughts on that song that last song mm-hmm. no okay so in bringing bring the flavor um, she has this line that I loved 
where she says, I hate it when I have to get dangerous. It divides, it loosens, it weakens, and it changes us. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which yeah. you wouldn't think would rhyme with dangerous, but it does. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that line because, yeah, it's just so clear, like, all over this album. Like, such a... she's She is an inspiration and probably, like, takes herself as a, a somebody to be looked up to very seriously. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, except for no, even including when she says, uh, in the back of I want a gigawatt in the back of your Jeep so I can blast the shoes off your crusty ass feet. Um, <laughs> she did say that. <laughs> she did. She said that. She did, and I, I respect her for it. Good for her. Accurate. Good for her. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Coochie Bang. Okay. Coochie Bang. Yes. Coochie Bang. Coochie Bang. Now, <laughs> there have been, as of late, multiple vaginal rap albums, or rap songs, I should say. <laughs> yes. That bang super hard. Because WAP is out right now. But I don't know if you were familiar before that with the City Girls track Pussy Talk, also a classic. Uh, <laughs> so I was ready for a throwback, amazing vagina song, and that was not what I got. <laughs> I, I, it, it's completely different. I don't know. It's definitely not Coochie Talk. I mean, Pussy Talk. It is not. <laughs> no. It's not that. But you know what? I will say about this track she, I feel like because she was such a feminist, and if you listen to Unity, um, I'm sorry to bring up another song too early. It's, but it's okay. Around that era, she was basically trying to put the inspiration out there for like girls to take care of themselves. So don't let a man talk to you this way. Don't let a man um, do you this way. So this was like, make sure he has on a condom before mm-hmm. y'all have sex. So I think the the whole like, the whole reason for the song was to tell girls to put on, to like tell them, it <laughs> tell their yeah. friend to wear a condom. It kind of reminds me <laughs> of that, of Lauren Hill's That Thing. Like, yeah, it, yeah. In a, in a different way, but I feel like it has the same kind of vibe to it. Exactly. I I love I loved it. I mean, even the way they stretch out the word condom. Yeah. Like <laughs> they say condom. And I'll show she she uses the pun condom sense. Um, yes. which is wonderful. But yeah, I think in general, especially when the goal is um empowering women, empowering and not just empowering women, but just empowering people in their in in their sexual encounters whether it be their first or you know what i mean like the not talking about it things that are not in songs things that are not that in in tv shows when we don't have them we're not even allowed to say certain words it makes people it leaves people ignorant yeah yeah you know and so when we put this in a song even a silly song like this it's just like I don't know. You could like say it in a silly way. I mean, I just, she's so empowered. She's so empowered to the point of like, you would, you're almost, you almost wonder like, oh, like you would think she wouldn't even have a problem with this because she, you know, she doesn't feel 
the insecurity that, you know, to say this or to, to a man, right? But knowing that her friends, you know what I mean? Like, or people who are not, and maybe she, and maybe that's not true. Maybe she has felt that way in the past, knowing like, oh, I want to put this in a song so that other women don't feel the way I felt, you know, like, but she, you, does that make sense what I'm saying? It does. Yeah, like, and she, yeah. she provides so many quotable ways to tell someone to put on a condom <laughs> or get, get to step in where like. One of them, she says, the definition of bareback, come at me bare, don't come back. Yeah. <laughs> literally lines later, she basically says, try fitting with a mitten. Yeah, no. I was- tripping and flipping and skinny dipping in the queen's kitten. Kitten. Yes. Tell me why I was just about to say those exact lines. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was just like, man, try fitting with a mitten so you won't be tripping and flipping and skinny dipping and the queen's kitten. Yeah. Genius. That's genius. <laughs> it's oh, wonderful. Man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's so great. Here's the thing. It's, it is a goofy song, but it's catchy as hell. And like the only thing stopping it from being an amazing hit like the rest of the album is the content but mm-hmm. once you get past it and you're like oh that's what this song is going to be about okay all right okay here's, here's well, another one it goes you can't be saved by the skin on your teeth but the skin on your friend could be your end to say the least oh yeah wow yeah she was on one yeah she was like, <laughs> oh, I, I see you're chasing waterfalls and raise you coochie bang. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the thing about it is, is, th- and this really does speak to the catchiness of the song, because I put this album on while I was working. So I like going around and like doing rounds at work and like just stocking things or whatever. And... um I did not even realize what this song was about until I listened to it the third time. (laughs) I like the words didn't sit in my ear that way. They didn't sit on my ear. Like, so, and it wasn't even until like the third time I listened, I was like, are they saying thang thang? They are. They they are. Thang and condom. Yes. Yes. Uh (laughs) It's a weird song. I will admit. (laughs) Um, let's see. Okay, so Superstar, which I love this song. It's a great song. Um, it's uh I was like, oh, this is this is like Jill Scott's long walk, but a rap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah it had that energy. Yeah, I really I enjoyed this. I guess nothing yeah. else to say because it was just like, you know, it was nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like at a certain point, and this is a credit to how well the album is produced the songs are all different but there is kind of the songs are all different but there's a homogeny in the vibe of the album yeah where as the songs go it's almost like they bleed into one another so that you just keep listening to it like Mm -hmm. this isn't an album where i'm gonna skip around and skip past songs i don't like this is an album that i'm actually gonna let play through because yeah. they all feel the same mood and i love it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely um well let's talk about no work um 
Uh, y'all have a favorite line from this song? Because I do. <laughs> <laughs> What's yours? Uh, use a dirty, dingy bitch. So I had to shout it out. <laughs> that, <laughs> I, I heard that. As I, I was like, what? <laughs> like, I loved it. Like, when she gets that hard, I liked the cunning as a Venus flytrap. Oh, where okay. I was where she was like, because word up, I fight back. And I was like, okay, shit. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And where uh, she says that she keeps a Luger and a Glock right beside her bed, <laughs> which is so uh, hard. <laughs> yes. Well, also, I was like, a Luger, that's like a World War II handgun. <laughs> like, is it? <laughs> they've been around for a long time, and I'm sure she's referring to a modern version of it. I just, whenever I hear Luger, my first thought is World War II. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the chant. The play me like a child, but you know I'm grown. See, waterworks. Mm. So take your broke ass home. That mm-hmm. right there. <laughs> I just thought that was nice. <laughs> yeah. And it almost feels like, I mean, this is a little bit halfway through the album. It almost feels like, uh, you know, we're going back to the beginning, which is like, okay, don't forget who I am. Like, we've had some fun for a little bit, but like, don't don't get it twisted. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Um, okay, so just another day. So you Paige, you said you watched this uh this video, right? I watched this video. This was another song that I feel like I heard and didn't know it was Queen Latifah. Yeah, so, this was a major hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like as soon as she gets to that you know, place where she's doing kind of the beautiful day in the neighborhood refrain of that first verse, I was like, I have heard this. Um, and so it was one of those songs that had kind of like a weird, almost like a deja vu where I was like, I know this, but mm-hmm. I feel like I'm hearing it for the first time. But yeah, yeah I, I enjoyed this immensely. Um, I feel like it's a little sad that, oh, this is the bean pie one. This oh, is, okay. They do look the same. <laughs> this, this is the bean pie, uh, video slash song. Um, <laughs> I do feel kind of sad that it's as applicable today as it would have been in the 1990s. Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. I think about that all the time listening to mm-hmm. like really like a, like things that came out 30 and 40 years ago still applying to today is like this is that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh she also I would say though the spoken intro how it's like she said a lot of like uh addresses i don't know <laughs> it was like we gonna take this over to 275 holstead 384 stavesson we gonna take it over to 155 morgan 144 harrison <laughs> so i do know and this is uh, only because of gentrification uh 384 stuyvesant is brooklyn uh in the bedsty neighborhood of brooklyn and so I would guess that most of the rest of the addresses are Brooklyn as well. Mm-hmm. But it seems yeah. like it. I knew it was very, it sounded like New York for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and so like just for listeners, like this song is talking about the violence in the hood and it's, it's really interesting 
it almost is a, a mind trip because the song is so beautiful and like and upbeat um, smooth. Almost. Yeah. And upbeat. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of like a chill day. Um, like, uh, like, I guess the same vibe as like, um, what is it? Uh, the, the one ice, ice cube. Yeah. Song. I didn't have to use my AK. Yeah. It, oh yeah, today yeah, was, a good, yeah, it was a good day. Yes, it has that <laughs> vibe. But it's like there's literal shotguns in the middle of the chorus. Yeah. Right? Like there's shots. There's shots being yeah. fired and talking about li- like living in a hood that has corruption, like police corruption and violence and but that she's not leaving and that that place made her who she is and yeah. um and that life goes on and it can still be beautiful like yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. Loved it. Also, I just want to speak to her being like such good friends with Tretch because there's two songs already where she's making references to OPP in some way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. the in the, like the first verse. The she says, "Hip hop array." Latifah's on vacation. Mm-hmm. They're on the same what? Mm-hmm. We all in the same camp. Like oh, they was all in the same camp. See, I only see. They were all in the same camp, so that's why she's making references back to that. What's it called? Oh, she put them on. Okay, well that makes sense. Well, shut up, Jill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we we have we have secret special guest Yusuf Ali in the background. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Mr. Hip Hop. He really knows. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Okay. So let's uh, let's finally talk about you and ity. You let's... and ity. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this song is it. <laughs> I. Was it's so good. Feeling it. Yes. My favorite, actually. Yeah. This is a fantastic song. I had not heard this. This is one of the ones that I had not heard before hearing this album. Like before listening to it the other night. Which is crazy because it's a huge, massive hit that I just, mm-hmm. you know, I was six when it came out. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I actually, you were mentioning that thing earlier. I feel like this song is like a very much like that thing, but it, yeah. it's a, it's a doo up like Lauren Hill's doo up song that I can actually get on board with the whole way through. Um, rather than just the first half. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because, right, she does dedicate the first verse um, to the men, and then she dedicates the second verse to the women. And... But in both in both verses, I I I stand by with what she's saying to both groups of people. <laughs> I, I did too. get a similar <laughs> vibe as I was listening to you and ITY as well, where I was like, both this and uh, I think it was was it no work or no coochie bang, uh, both of them. As I heard them, I was seeing shades of I think what Lauren would eventually do, you know, because Lauren comes after um, unity definitely a little more this is the most feminist song on this album hardcore this is you know cards on the table there are no mysteries in this one i love yeah i i love this song so much and you know when i was a kid though i used to think this is what i used to think the lyrics were uh (laughs) i I used to think she was saying (laughs) 
<laughs> you and I, T-Lie, uh, love a black man from infinity to infinity. And then she says, uh, you ain't a bitch or a hoe. But as a kid, I thought she was saying, you ain't a bitch, you're a hoe. <laughs> it's, it's <kinda> <laughs> I'm do like, not, I don't get this song. I don't understand do not feel this song. Bad because I had to check. <laughs> like last night listening to it, I was like, you ain't a bitch, you're a hoe. And I was like, that's a level of aggressive feminism that I did not think they had at this time. And then had because to look it up. That would probably be what feminism is today. Culturally. Yeah, like, you're not a bitch, you're a hoe. Yeah, yes. you're a hoe. I ain't no bitch, I'm a hoe. Get it right, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. Also, saxophone comes back in this. Like, it's very jazzy. And it's so good. I really wish they would just put saxophone back in hip-hop. We need it. I saxophone- agree will save our culture. It will save us. We need saxophone. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm going to do my absolutely. next podcast on that. My next podcast, I'm going to talk about why we need saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So <clears throat> in in the next song, We Can Love, she just sings. She just sings. And I loved it because it was like, a break from the rest of the album but it still had that reggae vibe that made it still fit in but mm-hmm. i felt like and i and this is why i kind of wanted to go listen to the two albums before this because i wasn't sure if this was the first time she had sung on an album no she was singing on the other ones too okay okay mm-hmm. yeah but yeah, yeah this is i well at least on the first album i listened to the first album it and I listened to parts of the second album. Um, so I'm not sure if this is the first one where she sings, like, like does a, a track where it's just her singing. Mm. But in mm. definitely in the first um, album, there was no, there was no track on there where it was just her singing. It would always be like a little bit of singing and then, a, and then rapping. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, and I think like she always wanted to like sing. <laughs> It seems like it. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like the the albums tend more and more that way the the later you go. And she's got an amazing voice where like that's when I remember seeing her in Chicago, that is like my song in that movie. I love that song. My sister and I, I think I've both auditioned with that song for stuff before. Love it. Nice. Is it Mama? What's the song? Yeah, Ma- Mama. When you're good to Mama, Mama's yeah. good to you. Yes. I just feel like Queen Latifah, like basically, was like, you know, people are like, "Where's your gun at? Don't you got a whatever a uh, gun that you described you had in that album? Don't you got that by your bedside?" <laughs> and she's like, "But I want to sing jazz albums and do. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do uh, musical theater plays, please. Yeah, please. <laughs> just let me be an." artist <laughs> well and i've always had this affinity for queen latifah because i've always felt like she kind of has the body type of my mother um <laughs> <laughs> which is to say also that um i wonder if like rapping and primarily like allowing herself to be known primarily as a rapper in the beginning was just a play to what she like we were talking about because she does not have like the stereotypical like like small body right like she's not she's not like stereotypically like like you know even 
like she's curvy but like the way that you know like men were putting certain women on it's like you had to look a certain way you had to like be fit in a, a very specific way and that's not her that's not what she presents as to them and so yeah. i feel like maybe it was a long time before she got around to like playing like more ingenue even roles or like even like singing like a beautiful song because people associate that with a certain type of body right yeah I agree I also feel like she just may have grew out of her rap career in a way that's Mm -hmm. like you know she uh was like getting older just like Ice-T you know Ice-T used to talk about like killing cops or something it was he used to rap about like crazy shit yeah now he's like he's been on law and order for like 20 years and so i think what they do is just like they kind of grow out of it want to have a longer career and so Mm -hmm. it's just like let me go into some other stuff but and i also believe like they might look at their career they look at rap music evolving into something that you they weren't originally in and so you know Mm -hmm. and then they move on that's just my guess. Yeah. I don't even know if that's what we're talking about, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, because and it's interesting. I was reminded we can move into the, the next song, Mood is Right, because I was reminded of all these other acts that were around at the time, like that I did know about, that I was aware of, like that I had heard more of their songs from their albums and you know because she in in the mood is right she she references you know uh janet jackson's i mean it, it kind of feels like a janet jackson let's wait a while like that's what mood is right is kind of all like yeah. but then she also references and yeah. vogue hold on and tlc baby 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 and like yeah, mary yeah. j mm-hmm. yeah that just lets you know how much yeah. she loves women <laughs> Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean like this is a sexy ass song but it's yeah i was kind of as this is one of the ones that i was listening to where i was like she's referencing all these women but then she's also saying i'm gonna put a ring on for my king and i'm like are you There's like really no oh, telling with Queen Latifah. She's such a private person. I feel like yeah. it, mm-hmm. I don't think she's ever going to do what the brat did. So, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. We just going to have to be like, what? but you know what? And I will say this. This could be on record and I don't care because I spent, <laughs> I spent most of my life believing that MC Light may have liked women and she just got divorced from a man <laughs> that she was with for three years so i was like well i don't know anything let me shut the hell up <laughs> i mean both things can be true <laughs> that's true that's true i don't want to i don't want to limit anybody but you know i just thought like exclusively i think and exclusively so i don't know anything clearly so <laughs> yeah i really love this song too um this is a great yeah, it, song yeah but it did make me wish that I, like i had been exposed to it around the time that i was listening to all these other songs that she's referencing but it just yeah. like literally her music just didn't cross my parents minds i think at all to like listen to or like you know i mean i don't i have, I have no idea but she's super empowering i mean obviously there's so, songs i might have been too age inappropriate to hear but like most of this is like you could listen to with the kid you know what i mean 
Yeah, that's a pretty tame album, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you might have to explain what a condom is depending on how old the kid is, but <laughs> it's information they should know. Right. And that you can't actually glue titties to a tongue. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, you can. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> 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 you know what? No judgment. <laughs> uh, let me let me not kink shame anybody's glue play. Um, <laughs> glue play is hilarious. <laughs> um, um, okay, so the last song in the album Winky's theme, which is a tribute to her brother who's also passed away. Um, in a motorcycle I, accident. Yeah. And it, it's a very somber song. Um, but the whole time, all I kept thinking was, I hope that's not the name on his birth certificate. Oh, Winky? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. No, I think this is Lance a lot. I think this is oh. Lance. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and what's so I'd sad? I'd go by Winky, too. <laughs> I know, right? And she's she's actually the one that got him that motorcycle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, I think that she has a great pain. They, you know, probably had to deal with yeah. a lot. I love this song. Um, my great grandmother's and grandmother's favorite phrase um, but was, uh, but for the grace of God, there go I. Um, the song it's so good it's so melodic and like lovely and it goes into different places there are some places where I'm like oh the uh tempo changed and it like kind of took me out but um overall I just I love the the melody of this song and the words Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it is it is very very beautiful Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't we give this? Why don't we give this our final rating out of out of five hair picks? What do you give this album, Jill? Out of five hair picks, I give it. I give it four hair picks. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, four and a half. Four and a half. Okay. Paige, what about you? I'm I'm going at least four and a half hair picks. Potentially closer. Mm-hmm. I might go like four and. 4.75 hair picks. Uh, mm-hmm. I really liked this album. I'm definitely going to be mm-hmm. listening to it more. Um, it's it's great. So thank you, Jill, for making this our assignment for this week because I loved it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. don't thank me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it five. I'm gonna give it five hair picks. I really really was pleasantly surprised by how good it was like pure like produced but also how empowering it was yeah um i definitely i'm glad i also watched like one of the music videos to really see her perform to like really perform this lyric because you really feel like there's no throwaway line as she's rapping it on on the album so it's cool to like see that be done live like with you know coming from her 
Absolutely. It's great to see an album done with such purpose, too. Like, she, it was purposeful. Every song Mm -hmm. was uh, for a purpose. Like, you rarely hear albums now that are so, like, on the nose. Like, I'm trying to talk about these things. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them kind of everywhere, but she really, like, focused in. That's what I appreciate about this album. Absolutely. Um, Well, and speaking of that, um, I, yeah, I just really want everybody to uh, check out all of your stuff, Jill, Um, you know, specifically Comedy Ho, which I just, I loved it. I love what you did with that. Like, can people like, like view that or like download? uh... I I wish with all of my soul that you could, but this Mm -hmm. was the year that I was supposed to record it professionally and we weren't able to do it. And so I have to now you know, I have to future date it so I can get a, re- a recording for it. I didn't want to have okay. a too too bad of a recording because it's such a great show. So I want to be able yeah. to show it to people the way it's supposed to be shown, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not possible. But I did recently put out a podcast, which is what we were talking about. It's called She's Got mm-hmm. Bars. And um, I have two episodes out right now. I just it just came out this month. And um, I'm looking forward to doing it because then I can talk about a lot of stuff and and compare a lot of things and be a whole feminist in public. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, so check that out, please, you guys. And and like follow me on Instagram because I need Instagram followers. And if you you really, really fuck with me, then just like, you know, follow my career and I'll Mm -hmm. and I'll welcome you into it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Do you have any more masks for sale? I do have masks for sale. So if you guys want masks, you can look on um, my Instagram to see what they look like because uh, I have a post up of all the colors. Uh, so at Jill Chrissy, the spelling is J-I-L-C-H-R-I-S-S-I-E. Just follow me on there and you can DM me. I DM people back. Even if it goes into the non-primary, I will find it and DM people back. You know. Awesome. Yes, please find her, um, buy her mask, wear a mask, please and thank you. And yeah. uh, <laughs> Paige, what do you got going this week? Uh, this week, I am on this show, Cult Podcast, uh, Horror Virgin, and then I'm launching a new show, Romancing the Pod, later on in the week. So nice. lots of chances to catch me this week. <laughs> cool. Yep. Um, and for me, I, uh, we wrapped up our Kickstarter. So everybody, thank you so much for donating. We like, uh, surpassed our goal for by about $10,000 or something like that. That's amazing. So, yeah. So very excited about that. Thank you for everybody who supported. And also I do have a show coming up on Friday, the 28th. You can go to my Instagram account to find out what that is. Um, I'm going to have to find out about what it is first. So just be... (laughs) be patient (laughs) um but yeah i do have some zoom shows are on my website as well so um check that out and thank you so much you guys we will be black next time